Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. Today, I am very excited because I'm going to be getting a little more practical and we are going to be talking about self-discipline and how to enact and engage with self-discipline at this time in a way that is full of self-compassion and is also going to elevate us and get us to a place of self-mastery. And I think this topic is particularly important for this time because we are in a stage where there are a lot of transitions. Maybe it's mental transitions and shifts or actual tangible changes in our external reality. Whatever it may be, there are changes. And with changes can come some confusion and some shifts in our routine that we were used to in the past. And so, with this Virgo energy, with this back-to-school energy, I'm excited to discuss self-discipline. So, first, what is it? So, self-discipline is essentially your consistent ability to control your actions, feelings, and emotions for the sake of self-improvement. So, when you engage in self-discipline... It means that you are showing up for yourself and you're doing the things that you know are going to make you feel better, raise your vibration, get you that up level in your career or your relationship or whatever it may be. If you do not have self-discipline, then you have more lazy energy. You're not as motivated and productive and you're not engaging in the things that you know are going to cause positive changes in your life. So obviously, in order to up-level in any aspect of our lives, we need to have a significant degree of discipline. And discipline in itself is neutral, right? So it depends on what we're using it for that determines its energy, whether it's positive or negative. We could use discipline in a negative coping mechanism. Maybe that is food restriction or over-exercising. And that is negative. That's not going to contribute to an overall sense of well-being and empowerment and evolution. But we could also use discipline for a positive thing, like a meditation practice or a journaling practice or showing up to therapy or going for that walk in nature to clear your head. Whatever it is, whatever habit you're trying to ingrain, whatever goals you are trying to set, whatever you need right now that needs a little bit more discipline, this episode is for you. So... Before I say anything else, I want to make it very clear that any process happens step by step. You can't go from 0 to 100. You need to plant the seed, lay the strong foundation with the roots, and then grow the trunk and branches and leaves before you can bear the fruit. And laying the foundation, laying a solid foundation, is vitally important to the type of fruit you're going to get, if it's going to be really juicy and big and awesome. And this is the natural cycle of life, right? We see it with fruit trees. We see it with plants. We see it with 
animals as they go from little tadpoles to big frogs, right? So this is the natural cycle. And so understanding that forming a habit, even if it's just discipline in its entirety or changing the way you do things a little bit, has to happen step by step. The most important thing is not to give up. And know that as each step comes, you just take it as it is and you do this next step after it, but you don't give up and you have self-compassion as you go throughout this journey of shifting and changing and implementing new practices and habits for your self-improvement and development. Something that can come up when you set the intention to engage in more self-discipline for your self-development is subconscious self-sabotage. And so my first tip on how to implement self-discipline is to release the blocks that are holding you back. So there's this thing called the fear of success, right? We as human beings in our psyche have a cap on how much love, success, abundance, happiness we can achieve based on our limiting beliefs and conditioning patterns that have been imprinted into our subconscious minds. And so when we are close to that cap, that limit on how much discipline we can have, on how much love we can have, on how much success we can have, we decide that we are going to self-sabotage out of misguided self-love. So your subconscious mind is trying to keep you safely stuck in your comfort zone. Now, when that happens and when you acknowledge that that is happening, that is when you release those blocks and you surrender into releasing the energy that's keeping you confined. A way you can do this is you can ask yourself, what bad things happen if I achieve blank? What bad thing happens if I make more money? If I get eight hours of sleep at night, what bad thing happens if I journal every morning? What bad thing happens if I exercise every day? What bad thing happens if I eat healthy? What bad thing happens if I'm productive and I don't procrastinate? What bad thing happens if I make my bed every day? It could go on and on. All of these good things that we want to implement for our own self-development and improvement, why are we not doing them? Why are we being stuck? It's simple. It's making a bed. Why can't we do it? Well, what block do you have around it? What bad thing happens if you do do it? And it could be that you have so much energy and now you have a lot more time to do the things you set out to do. Well, what if I still fail? What if I have all of the time and energy in the world and I still don't do well? What if I journal and I learn all of these deep things about myself, but it causes me to change the way things are now and I'm actually scared of change? Well. What if I do up-level in my career, but I don't know how to handle the influx of clients or I don't know how to properly do my taxes? What bad thing happens if you achieve the great thing you desire? And that can be the block that you work on. Because it's not actually about the fear of success. It's about what succeeding pokes within you. And so find that block and work on releasing it. And the way you can release it is you could journal it out You could write it on a piece of paper and then burn it. You can meditate on it and feel the energy releasing from your body. But in essence, the most powerful way to release it is to subconsciously get in there and rewire it. And sometimes that just happens through practice and time of neuroplasticity, of rewiring the neurons in your brain simply through not engaging in that thought and action anymore and replacing it with a positive one, a productive one, 
one that is going to serve you. So as you engage in more self-discipline, watch out for the subconscious self-sabotage that can come up and do some inner reflection on why those things are coming up and what the true blockages really are. So my next tip is to have a clear why. Before you start anything, you need to have a solid intention and a solid reason. I want to wake up earlier so that I have more time before I have to start my day to meditate and journal and implement all of these spiritual practices that I've been just too tired or not having enough time to actually do. I want to ground more in nature so that I can have a deeper connection with Mother Earth and so that I can feel grounded and balanced throughout my day. I want to stop procrastinating and do things on time so that I can maximize my time and my energy and put forth my best work so that I can achieve the most. Whatever your why is behind the action, get clear on it. Write it down. Keep it on a piece of paper. Look at it every day. Keep your why in your mind because that's going to give you more motivation to actually implement the discipline. Another tip is to build up morale by starting with just one small thing that is totally manageable because an object in motion stays in motion. So all you got to do is just get the ball rolling. And I promise you, once you make that first small step, it'll just get easier and easier and easier. But sometimes the hardest thing is just starting. So start, even if you don't feel ready. Ready is a lie. There's no such thing as being ready. Just start and get the ball moving in the right direction and it'll get easier as you go. But set realistic goals for yourself, right? Don't make them too lofty. Make a plan. Write it down. Keep it where you can see it, like your phone notes, a screensaver, a post-it note on your desk, your mirror, whatever it may be, write down your realistic goals, keep them where you can see them, and then just take it step by step. Another tip for self-discipline is to make it a routine or to implement routines in general. So for instance, morning routines set your day up for such success. When your brainwave state is at a lower frequency, like right when you wake up in the morning, that is when your subconscious mind is most pliable. So the way you start your day sets an energetic imprint in your mind, and that contributes to how the rest of your day is going to go. Night routines can also be really important. It kind of wraps up the day. It concludes it. It helps you get your circadian rhythms reset and balanced in a good way for you so you get proper sleep. It can help you tie all of your thoughts into little bows and kind of keep them tucked away so that you can actually get good sleep and your thoughts aren't just running rampant. Implementing a morning routine, to me though, is one of the most important things for discipline because it keeps you on track. You know how writing things down, like you're so much more statistically proven to actually do something if you write it down first? Your morning routines are kind of similar to that. And it doesn't need to be this whole long thing. It could really be just five to 10 minutes where you write down three things you're grateful for, three of your most important tasks for the day, and then you do some stretching and breathing and mindfulness. Done. Then you've taken care of like all of the things you need to do. You've set yourself up for success. And it's just going to be easier for you to tackle the things that you need to tackle for your own improvement because you've set the day on such a positive note mentally, physically, and energetically. 
The next tip I have for you is to use affirmations and visualization when you're in a lower brainwave state to reprogram the subconscious mind. And so you can do this right when you wake up, right before you go to bed. You can do this after meditating anytime when your brain is in alpha or theta, really, would be the best one. That is when you can program your subconscious mind with affirmations and visualizations of you implementing the discipline and also reaping the rewards and then connecting that all back to your why, right? So if the why behind spending time in nature is to connect more with Mother Earth or to feel balanced throughout your day instead of stressed and chaotic, then visualize yourself in nature. Visualize yourself feeling the connection to the earth, feeling peace. Or you could recite affirmations of, I am balanced and grounded and connected to the earth. I spend every morning outside connecting to Mother Nature. So these are examples of affirmations and visualizations that you can use to help keep the ball rolling in the right direction, even if you're not actually engaging in the self-discipline behavior, but just keeping the subconscious mind going in the right place. The next tip I have for you is to only say empowered no's and emphatic yeses. Our time and energy are the most valuable resources we have. How are we spending our time? How are we spending our energy? Are the things that we feel we have to do out of obligation or people-pleasing? Are there things that we do just because it's habit and we feel like, well, we've been doing it this far, might as well continue? Are there things that we're not doing because we're scared or we're new at them and so it's a little uncomfortable to go through the learning process? If it's not an emphatic yes, don't do it. And when it's not, make an empowered no. Say no. I'm not going to go to this event. I'm not going to engage in this behavior. I'm not going to stay up an extra hour scrolling on TikTok. And make it empowered. No. Why? Because this is going to benefit me. This is for my self-development. This is for my self-improvement. And the same thing works for when you need to make a yes for something. Make it emphatic. Be like, yes. I am taking action. I am putting my right foot forward and I am aligning with my higher self in this way. But if it's not an empowered no or an emphatic yes, do not do it. My next tip is to embrace discomfort. Self-discipline does not always feel great. Sometimes it hits a lot of pain points. Sometimes a lot of energetic wounds come up or subconscious blocks and that doesn't feel great working through it. It doesn't, I'm going to be honest. And also implementing anything that's new is a learning process. And you go through that uncomfortable stage in the beginning. So embrace it. Don't shy away from something that's uncomfortable because all change enacts discomfort. And so if you want to stay exactly the same, fine. By all means, if that's what you really want to do. But if you're listening to this podcast, then that's not the case. You want to change, right? You want to align on a deeper level with your higher self. You want to have the self-discipline that gets you to this place of such deep self-improvement. So embrace discomfort. Don't shy away from it. See it as a badge of honor that you get to work through. And then the next time you feel discomfort, it's just going to be easier to manage. And then my second to last tip is to find a way to keep yourself accountable. So you can have an accountability partner. 
someone that you're telling you're going to be doing this. And once you tell someone and they kind of check up on you, you kind of feel more obligated to do it. Like when you were younger and you had a homework assignment and it was graded and you had to hand it in, you just, you just did a better job than if it was something that you just went over in class. Then you're like, eh, I don't know the answer to question three. I'll just circle it and move on. But if you're handing it in, you're like, I am finding the answer to question three. So find a way to keep yourself accountable in that way. Whether it's every week you log it down or you call your mom or your sister or your friend and tell them, or you kind of have, you ask them if they can check in on you. Whatever way that feels comfortable for you, find a way to implement that accountability because it will light that fire under your tushy to keep moving. And then my final tip for how to implement true self-discipline for your self-improvement is to forgive and love yourself. I feel like this also may be the most important. If you judge yourself and you say not nice words to yourself when you don't stick to the plan or you fall off a little bit, then you're going to have no motivation to get back on the horse and keep going because you've lost that worthiness piece. You've lost that self-love piece. And then it's like, well, what's the point if I achieve my why or my goal? Well, what's the point if I self-improve? Well, yeah, if you don't love yourself and if you're not proud of yourself and if you don't encourage yourself to keep going with compassion and forgiveness, then yeah, what is the point? Ultimately, you are doing this for you. You are doing this for your soul, who is here and standing up for what you believe in. And so you gotta love yourself on the deepest of levels to feel empowered to keep going. And if you make a mistake or a hiccup, you have to immediately forgive yourself. No holding grudges, no judgment, no negative self-talk here. Say, okay, today I didn't do it, or today I regressed a little bit. That's okay, today's a different day. Or what can I do right now in this moment to go in the right direction instead? Baby steps. There's no rush. I love this saying all the time. Why rush to the finish line when the finish line is death? It can be a little harsh, a little morbid. But life is one big game, one big playground, one massive roller coaster. And if we get to that quote-unquote end then it's all over. And we're here to play, and we're here to explore, and we're here to grow. And so I think it is so important that you constantly evolve in some way, and that you enact in the self-discipline that will get you to your goals, and will get you to deeper alignment with your higher self. I mean, for instance, meditation practice takes such self-discipline, right? Showing up every day, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes, and sitting in stillness and quieting your mind, that takes discipline. And sometimes meditation can get very uncomfortable when the waves of duality and separation push in. But it takes discipline to stay on that mat and keep going. It takes discipline to every day make time to set aside for your own development. But this is the inner work that will change the world. You are doing this for you and you're also doing this for the collective so that your soul can shine its brightest light. So love yourself. Forgive yourself if you make a mistake. And most importantly, don't give up. Because whatever it is that you're trying to do, whatever goal is in your mind while you are listening to this episode, it is in your mind for a divine reason. There is a spark 
inside you that only you are meant to shine in the world. And that spark is so imperative for the alignment and evolution of the entire world and collective. And so you and your goals and your spark is so valuable. And we as a human race need you to step forth in your light and step forth in your confidence and empowerment. And so I thank you for showing up for yourself and for listening to this episode. And I hope with every single fiber of my being that there was something here that inspired you, a little nugget that is encouraging you to share your divine spark. Because that is what life really is all about. So with that said, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling Me podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I encourage you to share this episode with one fellow soul who you know will gain inspiration from this. As always, I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can through the mic, and I will talk to you soon.